Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. It is January 9th, 2018, which I can't even believe that I'm saying, but it is the first Monday of 2018 or the first work Monday, I guess you could say. So if you are getting ready or heading into the office, I just wanted to say happy new year and hopefully my little Hawaiian-esque introduction was exciting for you. Um, I am just coming off of a little over a two-week vacation where I completely um, shut down and kind of decompressed from the chaos and excitement that was 2017. And while I was kind of on my hiatus, I did a lot of work to kind of turn off the phone, turn off the TV, minus some Lifetime Christmas movies, and really try to spend time not only with my family and friends, but with myself, kind of to decompress from the year and really think through what I wanted 2018 to be like. And so... As I did that, I really started to think about what I wanted Uncharted to be, how I wanted these episodes to go, and if you are just joining for the first time, first of all, I just want to say welcome. My name is Kate, and normally I am your host of the Uncharted podcast, where we like to sit down and celebrate women and the different career paths that they have, and not even just career paths, but I guess life paths. So often throughout my own life, I held this belief that success looked like one thing, one very clear path where you had to climb a corporate ladder, you had to follow these very precise steps to get to where you wanted to be, and if you didn't follow those steps, not only would you fail, but you would risk the very happiness of your life. And over the past couple of years, I've done a ton of personal development of, on myself. I've made a lot of my mistakes. I have veered off many a pass. And I'm really kind of coming into my own and figuring out that success doesn't have a one-way journey. In fact, success isn't really a destination that you're trying to reach, but very much the path that you're already on. My path has taken me all over the world to some of the biggest and some of the most remote cities in the world. And it's taught me that the more that you let yourself explore and go into territories that you didn't think you'd ever go into, the more you start to figure out what exactly you want to do. So like I said, normally these podcasts are where I interview people. I talk with women that I've met along my journey, um, women who are in my tribe that I've kind of collected through the years, and we sit down and we talk about what did success look like for them growing up? What were the examples that they had? Who were the people they looked up to? Who did they think they had to be in order to be happy? And then from there, we kind of go deeper and say, where did their paths go? For the rest of the year, we're going to do a ton of interviews, and I have so many people that I'm excited for you to meet, not only who I'm close with, but people that I actually haven't even personally connected with. As I started this journey, so many women reached out and said, you have to meet this girl, you have to talk to this woman, you really have to connect with my friend, and I love that. But what I'm most excited about is that I get to introduce them all to you and connect you all with them. 
something that I'm going to be really, really intentional about in 2018. But first, before we do any interviews for the rest of the year, I actually wanted to take a rare moment and make this episode a bit about me. Except not actually about me, but something that I'm really passionate about. Something that I think is so useful for people. And as you're listening to these episodes and figuring out where do I want to go, it can get really, really overwhelming. And so since it's the start of 2018 and the start of the new year, which is the perfect time that people love to think, how can I make a fresh start? I thought we would use this episode today to sit back, look at how far we've come, and then look at where we want to go. And to do so, I've made you all a handy little workbook that you can take along with you. So, if you're listening while driving, getting ready for work, or maybe even working out, feel free to stick along. However, this is definitely one of those episodes where I actually want you to work alongside with me. Normally, it's totally fine for you to have the podcast as white noise, or maybe while you're driving in the car. I do that all the time with my favorite podcasts. But every once in a while, I feel like it's appropriate that each of us sit down and actually do some work on ourselves. And so to do so, like I said, I created a fun little workbook called The Five Steps to Living Big. If you would like to pause the episode and access it now, please feel free. At the moment, if you are listening to this when the podcast launches, um, it is available on the Instagram account. So you can go to the Uncharted podcast on Instagram, one word, and it will be the link in the bio line. It'll take you directly to the Dropbox um, where you can download it and share it with friends and do whatever you want with it. You don't have to enter your email or anything like that. It's totally free. Um, and then if you're listening to this delayed after next week's episode, because every week I repost um, on the Instagram, the most recent link is actually the existing podcast, um, check back in the show notes and there will be a hyperlink where you can access this at all times. So it will either be direct to the uh, Dropbox or hopefully by that time my website, which is currently out of commission for some reason, will be back up and running. But the show must go on. So with that, if you want to get it now, like I said, go to the Uncharted Podcast on Instagram, click the link, we'll do a quick pause, mini dance party, and then we'll get started. All right, let's go. All right. Do you have it? Are you ready? Now, some of you might be wondering, come on, Kate, why can't we just get back to the interviews? And I totally agree with you. I love the interviews so much. But truth be told, I did a survey of a bunch of our listeners. And the number one thing that people asked for was motivation, which I love because I always am looking for motivation and inspiration in different podcasts and books and interviews that I read and listen to all the time. But when I read people's comments, what the motivation was really for was to get out of their own way or to actually make progress on the goals they want. And while I love my guests that I bring on, and I'm sure you all will get tons 
tons of inspiration and motivation from them, I think it's really important that first we look within ourselves and realize that a lot of the work that we're capable of doing, we can already do now. We don't need to have someone else give us a huge pep talk to do so. So that's what today's episode is about. And like I said, I thought the timing was perfect because the beginning of a new year always comes with so much excitement where people want both a fresh start and a time to really change their lives. Often at the end of a new year or or the end of just like a big life change, we tend to make these promises or resolutions, as the big word is right now, to make some pretty drastic changes in our lives, only to usually end up in the exact same place that we started, plus or minus a few steps. Why? Well, if you're like me, most of those resolutions you're making are probably somewhat negative. Now, going to the gym every day or drinking more water or not spending time on social media, those are not negative things. But they're also built on top of negative habits that we've built up over time. So, like I said, if you're like me, I'm someone who, if I make a resolution and I tell people that I'm going to do it or I just tell myself I'm going to do it and I plan for it and I go really, really strong for a week or maybe even two weeks and then the first day that I don't do it, I crash emotionally, physically, mentally, I become so hard on myself because I look at it as a failure. And so for many people, resolutions in this time of year are like that will get on a really, really, really good trajectory. And then the minute that we can't do it, we fail. And the problem is we never restart because more often than not, when you're making a resolution or a big change, you're thinking, I'm going to make this sweeping life change right now. And you're just going to pivot your car and turn the other way. Forgetting that there's a whole lifetime of experiences and habits and commitments and um, things that you've been told that are swirling around in your head that have created whatever thing that you're trying to make. So you could be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. You could have been doing things repetitively for thousands and thousands of days up to that point. And then you're only giving yourself a week or two to make that change. That is a huge amount of pressure that we put on ourselves. And it's often the reason why so many of us become so, so hard on ourselves. Because we forget that making a change isn't about that big pivot. It's about baby steps. It's about making small habits that get us where we need to be. So, as you can probably guess, I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I don't think they work for the average human being. I don't think they improve the average human being's emotional well-being, physical well-being, or any other well-being. And instead, I think that we're all better off doing something 
a bit more holistic. So looking at our life a bit more holistically, both forwards and backwards, and really thinking through what are the things, what are the small steps that we can do every day, little by little, that are going to get us closer to where we want to be. So with that, we can get started into the five steps for living big. And if you're following along, feel free to turn to page three in your workbook. And the first step that you will see is gratitude. So as I mentioned earlier, the problem with New Year's resolutions is they often are rooted in what we need to stop doing rather than build off something that we're already doing well. And so to get that negativity out of your mind, an exercise that I do, whether I'm setting goals or trying to make a big decision, or even sometimes before I'm going into a meeting with my manager or people who report to me, I always start with a gratitude exercise. Because scientifically speaking, when you spend about 10 to 15 minutes a day Focusing on what you're grateful for, it automatically shifts the mindset of where you're at. So I don't want to go into an activity where I ask you to like rate your life, which you're going to do in a bit, before I give you the time to kind of decompress from whatever you're thinking about now and shift your mindset a little bit more. So when Dana was on, we talked all about gratitude and looking at life with a more grateful eye. So that's what we're going to do first. So what I'd like for you to do is think of where you were one year ago today. You can think back to the beginning of January or just the general time frame in January, but think back to January of 2017. And if you have a sheet of paper in front of you, write down what you were doing, where you were living, what company or what person you might have been working for, write down the people that you were hanging out with, where you were spending your time and your money. What did life look like one year ago today? And if there are emotions that come to mind, you can write those down too. Really kind of get that all down on paper. So that's the foundation of where we're starting from. And then once you do that, kind of draw like a timeline on your piece of paper or in your head, I guess, and start plotting out all of the ways that you have grown in the past year. What are some events that you've overcome or um, maybe there were tough times that you've gone through, lessons that you've had to learn, Maybe there were some uncomfortable friendship or relationship challenges you've dealt with. Think through all of the things that you have done this year. And as you're doing this, start to also think about some of the things you did that maybe didn't come with a negative challenge at all. Maybe you had a day where you woke up and you just felt fierce and you went out and you did something really cool or you explored a new part of town Write those down too, but really look at it as a way of how did I grow in the past year? 
And as you're writing all of those down or thinking about them in your head, I also want you to keep a list. You can do this on page four that follows or just a scratch sheet of paper or maybe you do this over the next week and you um, keep a note in your phone. I want you to commit before you go on to step two to identifying 100 grateful moments you had in 2017. Now, these could be really, really big. Um, maybe you got engaged, or you got a new job, or you became an aunt, or a grandma, or a mom. Maybe you met a new friend, or discovered a new restaurant. They can be as big as you want, and as small as you want. Maybe there was a day where you woke up really, really late, and everything seemed to be going wrong, and you were so afraid you were going to be late to a meeting that you had prepped so hard for, and just when you needed it, the train to work was two minutes late. Just late enough for you to get on, make it to work on time, and make the meeting. You might think that that's a pretty little moment for the average person, but for you then, that was a huge win. That was something to be so grateful for. So try to get to 100. Um, I actually did this on New Year's Eve. My friend was in town and we sat down and one of the things that I did was I started jotting things down and then I like to, you know, group my stuff in with months. So I did January, February, and it was so like I'm smiling right now thinking of it, but it was so fulfilling because I tried to do it day by day. I really, really tried to remember the days of 2017. And I did this by looking through my emails and my old Google photo account and my Instagram posts and write down all of the little moments that I remembered. And in an hour and a half, I didn't even get through February and I still need to go back and do that. But the reason why I tell you that is because all of us have moments every single day that we should be grateful for. And so often we're not taking enough time to really honor that. Um, so if you find yourself struggling or you think, you know, I had the worst 2017. <laughs> the only thing I'm grateful for is to be out of it. I totally get it. I have been there many, many years. But I also know that even in those darkest years, there are so many things that I had to be grateful for. So if you find yourself stuck, like I said, go back. I think looking through pictures, if you have a phone, those are the best memories. Because even if you find a silly meme or a silly screenshot, or maybe it was a sunset that you loved one day and you happen to snap a picture, or heck, everyone takes pictures of their food now. Those are all things that brought you joy in that moment. So Write all of those down and do not move on to step two until you get 100. Got it? Good. Now, step two is what I like to call the circle of life. Now, again, please don't lean into this until you have done the entire gratitude step first so you have a really clear idea of how far exactly you've come up to this point because otherwise this might be a little bit overwhelming. But the circle of life, or the wheel of life, as it's often attributed to, is something that was developed, I think, 
back in the 70s. I'm actually not sure. I have searched high and low to figure out who to actually attribute this to, and I can't figure it out. But nevertheless, this is an activity that I did when I was in college, and I've tried to repeat it at least once a year or twice a year ever since. I've also done it in work, in different extracurriculars outside of work. But the general concept is think of your life as a pie, or I actually like to think of it as a wheel, but for the first step, we'll think of it as a pie. And that pie has eight different slices that make up your life. The slices are things like your career, your finances, your physical health and wellness, your family, your friendships and community, um, home and environment. Each slice of the pie has a theme. And in this step, what I want you to do is sit down and rate from 1 to 10 how happy and satisfied you are with where you are at this point in your life right now. So not necessarily where you think you should be when you're 20 years older for now, but based on where you wanted to be today, how satisfied are you? So you are going to go through sliver by sliver. You're going to go home and environment, friendships and community, significant other, family, physical wellness, all the way around the circle. You're going to kind of just tick which number. Um, and so the closer you are to the center, that's the lowest. And then the furthest out, that would be the highest score. So that would be the happiest that you are. Um, and then you'll see on their workbook, basically these slivers, you'll just color in up to the circle. So if I say, you know what, in my career, I am like doing really, really well. Not only am I doing well from how others perceive me, but I personally am happy with where I am in my career, then I'm going to shade that pretty high. So I might shade that in eight. But then I might, being really honest with you all, I might go over to the significant other slice of the pie and say, you know what, I have focused so much of my energy into my career and education um, and my friendships and most recently my spirituality, I guess that past couple years, that you know what, my significant other slice of the pie is pretty non-existent. Not only because there isn't a significant other, because that doesn't really matter, but the time and energy that I put to being open to that in my life. Um, now, you might not put any time into that in your life and be perfectly content. So you might still put yourself at a five or six and say, you know what, where I am, I'm really happy with. If you're not, if you say, you know what, I'd really like to spend more time there, then you might rate that lower. So think of that for yourself. Go through one by one. And then as you select the number on your pie, you're going to shade the pie up. And then when you get to the end, you'll kind of have this really cool visual, which will very clearly show you where you are not necessarily putting the most energy into, but where you are the most fulfilled in your life. And the goal is that that pie should be fairly symmetrical. You don't want to be in a situation where one or two slivers of your pie are at a 10. They're like rocking. They're doing amazing. And some of the other slivers of your pie are pretty low. The reason being, if you've ever tried to drive a car with a flat tire, that's kind of the symbolism behind this wheel of life or the circle of life. 
where just because some components are doing really, really well, if you don't have that balance in the other areas of your life, you're not going to go very far. You're going to push really hard. You're going to put a lot of energy into it, but you're only going to be doing well in so many areas and probably the areas where you need it most are going to be limiting. Now, step three is where we actually use this circle of life. So again, don't judge yourself for anything that you put on the paper. You don't have to share this with anyone. Really take inventory of how happy you are. And then in step three, we're going to say, okay, now how can we get to a more balanced fulfillment? That's another problem that happens so often with resolutions at this time of year is they tend to only be in one area of our life. And because it's such a big change and something we're not used to, we put all of our energy in it. And then really quickly, the places where we were doing really well suddenly completely drain out. So you don't want to be in a scenario where you put yourself in that position. So then in step three, there are two components of it. The first component is look at the areas, again, keeping the positive spin, where you're doing really well. Those areas we don't want to lose momentum on. You might realistically, let's say if career is doing really, really, really well, you might not be able to continue that speed forward if you want to, if you're really struggling in other areas, but you definitely can maintain it. So I guess 3A is first maintenance. So look at all the areas that are really high on your list um, in terms of how happy you are in them. And I want you to identify two ways for each category that you're going to maintain the momentum. And don't just say, I want to do more of this. Make sure that the things that you write down are tangible things you can do. So if you're doing really well with your spouse or partner, maybe the thing that you want to maintain, because you don't, maybe that's not where you really need to like grow. Maybe to maintain, you say every Saturday we're going to have a date night where we unplug. No matter what, that's our maintenance. Um, and then maybe another maintenance for that particular area of your life is. Once a month, you do something really nice for them and unexpected. Maybe if um, it is in, let's think of another category. Um, same thing with friendships. That's doing really well. Maybe same thing you say, one Saturday out of the month or one Sunday out of the month, I am going to maintain that that day is always carved off to either do a phone date, catch up with friends, or um, do a brunch date with them. Whatever the things are that you are going to keep in place in your life to make sure that those things stay well-oiled. Then 3B is where we look at the things that we aren't as happy in, and this is where you probably need to sit on these for a little bit, but I want you to think of things that you can tangibly do to get the score higher. Now, the goal is not that all of these become a 10, because one, that's unrealistic, and two, you're 
10 this year might be something totally different than what a 10 would look like next year. So if you're at a four, jumping to a 10, again, not realistic because the energy and the time and the emotional capacity to make a jump like that in any of our area of our life is probably not even something that you want to put yourself through. But if we're focusing on those small steps, going from a four to a six is really easy to do. So if I take an example of finances, um, something that, let's say someone wants to save $10,000. They want to have $10,000 cash on them. That might be what their 10 looks like. Now, if you have $50,000 in debt, that's really overwhelming. So we need to say, what's going to get us to a six? Maybe it's paying off half of that debt and starting some money in savings. So what are three things that you can start doing to tack away at that? Maybe, again, tangible things. One of them is automate small payments every week against your loans or against the debt that you have to pay off. Um, tangible thing number two might be um, automate all your bill payments that you have, your rent, your car payment, which would also be a debt. But anything, automating anything that could be really easy. Um, and then number three, which this is something, if you're trying to save money, um, this is something I highly recommend because I just did it. Go through everything that you might have subscribed to. Now, I admittedly subscribe to a lot of things. However, some people think they don't subscribe to anything and they would be sorely mistaken. So look at um, your bank account, whether you have credit cards, debit cards, whichever it might be, and look at all of the charges that happen monthly, weekly, or quarterly. This could be a Spotify charge, an Apple Music, maybe it's um, maybe you've automated payments to a Starbucks card or donations to a university, maybe you're paying for Audible books, um, a membership fee at a gym that you're not using, maybe you're playing for ClassPass and you're only going once a month, whatever it might be, write it all down and then tally up how much money you're spending on that. Um, this is something that I just did recently and there were things that I didn't even realize I was paying for and they were minimal. They were only, you know, five or nine dollars here and there. But when you add it all up, it was about $50 a month. If I took all of that and said, okay, I canceled all those memberships. Now I have $50 extra a month in my savings account that I automate. See, already those are those baby steps and those consistent steps that you can build. So go through each of those opportunity areas. So again, not weak areas, but opportunity areas. And write down where you are, where you want to be, so whatever those numbers are, and visibly what it would look like to not only achieve that, but to get you there. So make sure that you know what a six looks like for you, not just I uh, want to feel happier or safer in this space. Now, I'm going to ask you all to take a deep breath. <laughs>
if you're driving to work again, this is, I, I say this a lot because this is usually when I listen to all of my podcasts that I love. Um, I'm driving to work. If you have ideas that are swirling around through your head, please, before you walk into the office, take a deep breath, let them settle, let it all go. No, they'll be there when you come back to it. Um, but if you're writing these down as you go, take a deep breath. Look at all the doodles on your papers. By this point, you probably have other sheets of paper, which is totally fine. And look at all the different things that you want to do to get your circle of life more in balance. And I encourage you to look at, again, are you trying to push too many things up to that 10 while letting others suffer? Or are you... um, incrementally improving all of them kind of at the same time look at just your ideas remember that step three should just kind of be a scratch pad of what you would like to do and then as you move into step four and I would kind of recommend doing step four in draft maybe do it in pencil and then come back to it a day later and see how you feel in step four what I want you to do is look back at the notes from two and three And then say, in the next three months, what is realistic for me to achieve? And I want you to break it into two categories. Small steps and then big strides. So small steps are those little steps, those consistent things that we are going to make habit. So if you think of the financial example, our small step is that we are going to put $5 or $10 in our savings account every single week. If you did $10 every week for the year, you'd have over $500 in savings just like that, rather than having to do one big bulk at the end of the year, pull $500 out for Christmas gifts, which could be very stressful. So those would be your small steps. Another small step might be um, taking the steps every day at work instead of the elevator. Or maybe it's drinking a glass of water every morning when you wake up, right? So with the water scenario, you might have said, I to be healthier, I want to drink a lot more water, but that's not something that you can measure or that you can easily tick off or that you can do consistently. Starting your day off with water is a small step that you can do every day. And then your big Uh, strides, those might be something where you need to do them to hit your goal, but you're not going to repeat them. So maybe to um, increase your level of happiness in your friendship sector or your friendship sliver of the pie, you want to do a big trip once a year with all your girlfriends. So planning, booking flights, making reservations, those are each big strides that you need to do. So if that is your goal and what you think would bring more joy into your life, then what I want you to do is say, okay, in the next three months, what are the small steps that you can do? Because even within that, you can do some small steps. Maybe it's... um, reaching out or connecting or doing some research every day or every couple days. And then your big stride would be um, scheduling the day that you are going to have flights booked by. So you're going to write those down. 
And then you're actually going to put them on a calendar. And one of the things that I did that really helps is those slices of the pie. That's actually how I do my calendar in Google Docs now or in Google Calendar now. Each one of those slices has a color. And I will go through and usually at a month or two at a time, I'll put things on my calendar, both the small steps, mo some of the small steps, not the water thing, but the small steps and the large strides on my calendar. And then I'll look at the color codes through the week and say, are there a few weeks where I'm spending a lot of time in the blue category and I don't have any of the pink and the pink is kind of my own personal um, health and wellness. That tells me that I'm already going out of balance and I might need to rejigger. The other thing that happens when you put them on your calendar is now you can see not only that you're making time for these things, but do you actually have the time to do it in three months? So maybe the goal to hit something in three months based on work travels that you have, maybe you have a lot of birthday parties coming up, maybe you have some really big expenses that you need to pay off, that might not be realistic in three months, and you might need to stretch it out to five months. But again, you have to, what I like to call is, you have to plot your course. Even if you end up going off track a little bit, you need to know what are the stops along the way that you are going to do and schedule them. So that way, when you get up to that date and you haven't done it, it's think of it as like a checkpoint. So if I have a date, if by the end of the month I'm going to book flights to go see friends, then if I don't do that at the end of the month, then I know, okay, that, that sector of my life is kind of slacking. Versus I don't schedule it. I forget. I keep talking about it, but I forget that that was the deadline I set. And then... April comes around and I'm reaching back out to my friends and saying, oh my gosh, it's already the end of April and no one scheduled anything. So by scheduling something in your calendar early on, and you can be a bit aggressive with them if you want, but I do encourage you to be somewhat realistic. It puts you in a position where you can hopefully course correct sooner rather than later. So that is step four. So that was a lot up to this point. Um, step five is a fun one, but just to review, step one, always, 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 no matter what you do in life, start with gratitude. Look at where you've come, how far you were a year ago, um, where you've made it to today, what you've overcome, and all of those small wins that you've had along the way. Step two is do that kind of pulse check with where you are in your life. See if there are certain sectors that really aren't thriving, where you're really not happy and you might want to focus. Step three is to chart a path forward. So writing down how you're going to maintain and make small steps to kind of inch that happiness up. Step four is to then plot the course. Make sure that you take those steps what's realistic <laughs> so you don't burn yourself out, plot them all in your calendar, and then step five, which is our final and favorite one, is find a buddy. If you want to live a big life, you cannot do it alone. There's just no way. You will burn out, you will feel lonely, 
You'll have no one to celebrate the small wins and laugh at the awkwardness with. And you won't have anyone who, honestly, is just going to call you on your shit. <laughs> um, you need people in your life who are going to say, hey, you said you were going to do this and you didn't. Not to shame you or to put you down, but to remind you of the things that you promised yourself and all the things that you're capable of. So for the rest of the week, as you're letting all of this simmer, that's what I want you to do. Um, when you get things calendar, tell a best friend or your significant other or a mentor you have or maybe you um, have someone that you partner with on business ideas, whatever it might be. Make sure there's one person or at least a few people, depending on the sector, who know the things that you're looking to achieve in the next three months and maybe have them put reminders or give them access to your calendar so that they can remind you along the way and cheer you on when the days get tough. If you don't have a buddy or you don't have people in your life that you can turn to or maybe it's just not the right people for that sector, then I have another really, really exciting announcement that I would love to have you all in on. Over the next couple of months, one of my big goals and areas that I am working on is community building, specifically for the Uncharted podcast. There have been so many women from all over the world who have reached out, both who I have known and who now I'm just discovering via Instagram or Facebook or just honestly out in the community when I go talking to people who really feel this need to connect with more women, not only to hear their stories and celebrate their wins and get inspiration, but kind of lean on each other and say, okay, I have a skill that you might need. You have a skill that I could definitely learn from and creating those partnerships in networks where it's mutually beneficial and it's also just fun and silly and exciting. So more information to come on that. However, if you would like to be part of the Uncharted Tribe and get in on this early, there's no fee to it whatsoever and I don't ever plan for there to be one. But if you'd want to get signed up, please, um, normally the link would be in the Instagram feed, but... I want this workbook to be up there for you all. So shoot me a message on Instagram or on Facebook. You can go to the Uncharted Podcast Facebook page. Shoot a message. I'll get you all of the information. Collect your information. And we will get more details that come out in the following weeks. But I would love to have you on for the ride. I am so excited to build this community and... Find more ways more frequently to show who is a part of it and connect it. So that is something that I cannot wait to expand on. And with that, that is the end of our Living Life Big <laughs> podcast. I hope you, or podcast episode, I guess you should say. I hope you all have an amazing Monday. You are going to do some pretty awesome things in 2018. I can feel it. So have a phenomenal day. Good luck with the workbook. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And if you know someone else who could benefit from it, please feel free to pass it along. Happy Monday, guys. Bye.